Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. Oh, this is going to be a good podcast today. The Eight Pillars of Leadership, Part 3. We're going to be talking about the pillars of speaking life and faith-filled decision-making. By the way, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be releasing some prophetic words of what I'm hearing for the Igniting Hope podcast listeners. And welcome to those who are watching on our YouTube channel as well. We just finished this past weekend our Igniting Marriages online conference. What a great time. Peter and Melinda Lahai just helped lead that so well. And our team, Wendy and I, were on that. And we're doing on November 17th and 18th a live marriage retreat here in Reading, ignitinghopeacademy.com for more info. Hey, we've already been talking about uh, the pillars we've done already. Number one is inspiring and leading yourself. Great leaders first learn how to inspire and lead themselves. The second pillar, transformational beliefs. What we believe is more important than what we do. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Current mind renewal creates future experience. Love that. And then the pillar of intentionality, living in the important and non-urgent time quadrant, developing systems in our lives to accomplish great goals. And then the pillar of healthy relationships. So today, we're going to go into pillars five and six. And by the way, starting on September 11th, I'm doing an online mentoring for four months using these eight pillars, two weeks for each one of them. It's going to be powerful. If you want to be mentored in leadership and greater influence, you can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com and find out about my mentoring program and also uh, Wendy's. She has a separate one. And Wendy, my wife, has got some great things. So let's talk about this pillar of speaking life. Speaking life. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. One of the most important revelations we can get is this, life is in the power of the tongue. Why don't you say that with me? Life is in the power of the tongue. I believe the future is in the mouths of intentional speakers. And I've done a study the last 25, 30 years. Really, one of the biggest things I've dedicated myself to is to understand the power of words. I mean, you can go through Proverbs chapter 10 through chapter 29, and you will just, if you've got a Bible that you're reading, not online, but a hard copy Bible, circle every scripture that talks about words, talks about the tongue. It's, it's so powerful. You look in James 3, it says, the tongue 
is like a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on the ship. The tongue is the directing agent of our life. Whatever we talk a lot about, we get pulled towards. James 3.2 says, if we bridle our tongue, we can bridle our whole body. Basically, it's saying that if we can control our words, we can control our life. And just, you know, in the books I've written on the tongue, I've written, uh, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself, declarations, which gives 30 biblical reasons why we make declarations. The book, Declare It, which is gives 96 life uh, situations with 15 declarations each. And so we realize this, that we can't change our life without changing how we talk. And certainly there's a truth that death is in the power of the tongue. It's an inferior truth, but it's, it's a reality. But I mean, one of the best things some Christians could do is just stop talking. <laughs> That'd be major improvement. Just stop talking. Zacharias uh, in Luke 1, he was muted for nine months because God couldn't trust him to speak around what he was doing. His wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and he, he was muted. Man, I don't want to be muted. <laughs> but again, yeah, there is a reality there of just stopping speaking word curses, stopping just simply using your words to describe your life rather than change your life. We are called to be thermostats, not thermometers. I used to only say things that I felt and saw. Uh, and, and I would say, I'm tired. Nobody around here wants to get saved. Uh, this area is hard for the gospel. I didn't realize it, but faith comes by hearing. And I was reinforcing negative beliefs, renewing my mind with experience and feelings. Now, we don't deny experience and feelings. We just don't get our beliefs from it. And we've been, we've been talking about that. And so this pillar of speaking life, speaking life to ourselves, speaking life to other people, our family members. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but only that which is for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. We, we, we release grace, empowering people to do what we're saying. Our words are not just containers of information. They're releasers of grace. Jesus said in John 6, my words are spirit and, and, and they are life. So this pillar of speaking life, leadership pillar, is, is one of the, the most important because we're a thermostat. We set a temperature by the words that we use. It says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words reveal our beliefs. I'm a student of my own words. Why do I say what I say? I'm very interested in what I think I can't do or what's hard. <laughs> I've shared that I was in the habit of saying, I have to do this. I have to go to the meeting. And the Lord says, hey, the word have to comes from a belief system that where you're going, you can't take with you. 
I want you to change it from I have to to I get to. Because when you say I get to, then you are in a place where you understand that every assignment that we have is significant. Everything that we're called to do uh, is important. And so this pillar for you, you know, as, as, as we're just talking about this on the podcast, let me just ask you a question. As you evaluate what you say, what, what do you come up with? And again, I used to think, wow, after I became born again at age 19, I thought I'd reached the pinnacle of Christian speech because I hadn't cussed for a month. Well, I'm not advocating cussing, but stopping cussing, stopping the bad words is only the kindergarten of what the topic we're talking to in speaking life. And so we talk about declarations. That's a big part of, of renewing the mind. It's a practical step of declaring faith statements that are, it's, it's in keeping with Romans 4.17, God who gives life to the dead by calling those things that do not exist as though they did. I make declarations. I call those things in my life that I know I am, but yet haven't manifested yet. I, I, I made declarations in the 90s about my leadership influencing nations. I never went to another nation, but I began to speak God's promises. I began to speak his abundance. I began to speak my biblical identity. And so much of what Wendy and I are experiencing now is because of what we said 25 years ago when it was ridiculous. And so this pillar, if you want more of this pillar, yeah, I'd get my book, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself, Declarations. You'll get the biblical basis for it, and, and you'll accelerate transformation in your life. What a powerful pillar. And, and by the way, just speaking life in our home, speaking life to our spouse, speaking life to our friends, encouraging one another, releasing grace through what we said is one of the greatest leadership qualities that there is. And then let's go to pillar number two for this week, faith-filled decision-making. Faith-filled decision-making. And we've talked a lot about this on the podcast. By the way, I'll say it again. I do not mind repeating things. I need to hear these things all the time. As a young leader, I said, I can't wait until I do something great for you. And and the Lord said, Steve, instead of waiting to do something great for me, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing now? And it will become great. It will become great. And so the whole process of decision making is one of the greatest skills that we can have as a leader, as an influencer. How we make decisions is more important than the decisions that we make. We need a, a good foundation of, of, of Scripture. We need to believe we're good decision makers. We need to know when not to make decisions. <laughs> we need to have a vision, a big vision for our life. Because if we have a big vision that we're going to change the world, we'll make higher level decisions than if we're in self-protection mode. We need good people in our lives. You hang out with eagles, you become an eagle. You hang out with turkeys, you become a turkey. <laughs> 
in decision-making, who we connect with. And by the way, just listening to these podcasts and others, you are making a great decision because it increases the likelihood of you making powerful decisions. And then we clarify our options in decisions, deciding what to do, deciding what to believe. We, we put under every option the logical reason why it's a good, or the pros and cons. We put any God stories in there. And then we, we pray, we ask for wisdom, and we believe it's coming. And then we fill in the options with, with more God stories, with the wisdom of, of people in our life. And then we begin to see in one of the God stories or one of the options, we see a God story and we conclude what God is saying and we attach faith. Now, I talk about this extensively in my book, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making. And this pillar of decision-making is so important. It's so important. It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, but each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And cheerfulness is one of the main evidences we've attached faith to the decisions that we've made, the choices, the callings. A lack of cheerfulness in our assignments, responsibilities, and decisions almost always means we haven't attached faith to it. And let me say this again. A bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. And I'm not talking about sinning in faith. Romans 14.5 says, One person esteems one day and another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Seemingly is talking about Sabbaths. says two people can have a difference of opinion uh, on that and both be right based on their calling, the season that they're in, the culture that they're a part of. It says, be fully convinced in your own mind. And so this pillar of faith-filled decision-making is such a crucial pillar uh, for our lives. And I believe right now, those of you who are listening to this podcast, that grace is being released over you right now to upgrade how you make decisions and the decisions that you'll make in this season. Wow, we've done six of these, and we've got two more. I'm going to do them next week. The pillar of the culture of gladness and the pillar of empowerment, building big people. Woohoo! I love this. These eight pillars. And again, we'll be doing these uh, starting on September 11th for four months, four-month mentorship, leadership mentorship, ignitinghopeacademy.com. If you can't afford uh, this or anything else we're doing, uh, please email us at info at ignitinghope.com and let us know what you can do. We want to work, work with you on that. Hey, before I close, I want to give you some prophetic words just in, in praying for you today. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing this word that God is redefining success in your life. He's redefining success 
in your life. I'm hearing somebody who's struggling with their physical appearance, that the Lord is saying, <laughs> this may sound uh, harsh, but just the Lord is releasing grace. I'll say it this way, to get over it. You're so much more than your appearance. Sure, do what you need to do, but thrive, thrive. And we live in a society of, of, of negative comparison through the media. I just break that off of people right now to thrive and not only love yourself, but like yourself. I'm hearing that somebody who's listening is going to get a creative plan for nutrition in eating that is not only going to uh, bring great freedom, breakthrough health to you, but you're going to export it. And it's I, I see it as a powerful product that you're going to market that's going to bless you financially and bless people. Uh, I'm hearing that there's uh, church leaders who are listening to this podcast and, and, and the, God is releasing over you creative ideas of how to do church. There's a creativeness that's on you. And, and, and even, even in some things, there, there's grace to discontinue some things that don't have the life of God on it. I'm hearing this is the, the last word that, that, that there's the children, your children, the Lord has his hand on your children more than you know. He's working in their lives more than you know. He's raised up people for them more than you know. Hey, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. We are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. But once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something is going to change, somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present. And I and we have the power to help make it so. Wow. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And a merry heart is good like medicine. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And for pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. I've never found a convenient season to walk in radical joy. I've never found a time. It's always, Paul was in jail. He said in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He said that rejoice. Rejoice. Do it again. Stir it up again. Lord, restore to us the joy of your salvation. Two keys to walk in joy is thanksgiving and delighting. Thanksgiving and delighting. Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, gratefulness to God and gratefulness to people is a gateway into many things, including joy. As we focus on on what we have, it, it's, it's a gateway into joy. And then delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires, disappointments, outcomes that he or she wants to see happen that haven't happened yet. 
but the delighters still delighting. <laughs> hope people are delighters. Faith people without hope are usually waiting for something to happen before they delight. But the delighter says, woohoo, it's the psalmist who said in Psalm 27, I would have lost heart unless I believed I would have seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This hope, this belief that good things are coming, the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. That's one of my other favorite definitions of hope. Joy is the childlike wonder and excitement and adventure of working with God instead of for God. Joy is the childlike wonder, excitement, and adventure of working with God instead of for God. It's delighting. The delighter's mantra, woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation. Why don't you think of a situation right now that wants to be a joy zapper? Uh, in your life. And why don't you just uh, say, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in that situation. Why don't you just, just say it right now? <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to see what you're going to do uh, in that area of my life that I want to have greater manifest victory. I can't wait to see uh, what you're going to do in that family member's situation. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my nation. I can't wait to see what, what, what you're going to do uh, in my finances. I can't wait. I'm so excited to see that. Wow. I bless you with joy. And we've been doing this, praying five seconds. If you're new to this podcast, I've just been illustrating that it's better to pray five seconds and attach faith to it than pray for 30 minutes and not attach faith to it. And I've been having you just pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. And we feel it so much. We feel it. We're blessed. We're thankful. And I'd love it if you did that again today. You can pray for Wendy and me, our team, our transformational mind renewal course that just got started, our mentorship, what I'm going to do and Wendy's going to do, our November 17th and 18th. Reading, in-person, marriage retreat. Why don't you just pray for one of those right now or whatever the Holy Spirit leads for five seconds. Yep, thank you. Amen, amen. Why don't you just thank the Lord right now for that. Just say thank you, Lord, whatever you said. Thank you, Lord, that that marriage conference is going to set people free in marriages and then launch a whole wave of healing and health in marriages across the world. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, if you're new to Igniting Hope, you can sign up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com. We have a lot of resources on our website. A lot of resources. There are a lot of free resources. If you want to sow a financial seed and help us ignite hope around the world, you can go to ignitinghope.com and uh, you can find the donate button there as well. God bless you so much. This is a great day. I'm going to be in Taiwan coming up. I'm recording this in uh, the beginning, middle of August. Uh, I will be in Montana following that. 
I will be with Wendy in Richland, Washington in October. I'm going to be in Germany in October. going to be in Brisbane, Australia uh, in November. And let's see where else. I'm going to be in Phoenix in December. And I know I'm forgetting a couple places. Go to our itinerary that's on our website as well, ignitinghope.com, and you can find it. If you see me at a location want you and you enjoy these podcasts want you come up and say hey steve i'm one of your podcast listeners all right god bless thanks so much thank you so much for listening you can be a part of our live stream of this igniting hope podcast by joining our social media channels on youtube and facebook and hitting notifications and if you enjoyed today's episode please consider subscribing and leaving a review Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.